that's one of the things support system is. It's a mirror. If you pay attention, we will reflect back things that may be a problem, but we also reflect back. And this is very often for a lot of people in this program pursuing emotional sobriety. We're also going to reflect back what is what you're doing right, what yeah. you're doing that's good, what you're doing is solid. Beware of false humility. Beware of overconfidence. But if you, as you become competent about anything, there is not only a right, but a responsibility to feel confident. Bill Wilson, co-founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, wrote in 1952, if we examine every disturbance we have, great or small, we will find at the root some unhealthy dependence and its consequent demand. Wilson suggested that if we could identify and continually surrender these unrealistic and unrealizable demands, that we may then be able to accomplish what he imagined to be the recovery's next frontier, something he called emotional sobriety. Flash forward 70 years and join psychotherapists and best-selling authors Tom Rutledge and Dr. Alan Berger, who have taken up the mantle of exploring Bill Wilson's new frontier. Welcome to Emotional Sobriety. I heard you use a term the other day, Alan. You, you said the next frontier, which I think was, I think was uh, uh, Bill, Bill Wilson said, isn't it? Isn't that from yeah, Bill Wilson? That's how they uh, labeled Bill's grapevine article. Uh, emotional sobriety, the next frontier. I like that better than the next step. It's like, cause it's more, cause this is more than just a step. Bill Wilson was a wordsmith. So listen to yeah, yeah. So there's okay. two definitions. The second one says the extreme limit of understanding or achievement in a particular area. All right. The outer edge then basically the extreme limit yeah. of your achievement. It fits, right? Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's, it, 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 well, it, and the next frontier also implies that there will be another extreme limit. You know, it's like it, it's just like what we talk about with space travel. You know, it's like anybody who thinks that we're anywhere close to, well, we pretty much know everything we, we're going to know. Mm, no. Well, yeah. The, well, the cornerstone of my understanding of recovery is that um, the addiction is just a, it's an expression of a deeper issue. Um, mm -hmm. And emotional sobriety is a way of uh, addressing the underlying uh, causes of our malady. And that uh, makes that makes sense why it would be the frontier, because um, it's right. kind of like the last thing and the most important thing that many of us get to as we try to unfuck ourselves. Right. Right. Well, in terms of uh, and I think, you know, I don't know, we should use so much clinical jargon as unfuck ourselves, but it's like, I, you know, I don't want to be talking over people's heads. It's but but it's usually the way you just said that, though, Patrick, it's like it's, it's the kind of thing that just, you know, just fascinates me with, with word, like we were saying with words, uh, Alan, is the idea that, that it's, yeah. The, uh, how do you, how do you get sober? Well, you deal with this underlying issues. What are we go, dealing with these? What, what are we de dealing with the, our addictions for in the first place? So we can actually finally deal with these underlying issues. It goes both directions. It goes, it, it goes in all directions. And it's like, and, and, um, but you know, because I always say that the getting sober, and we're going to talk about support systems today. So this is a good, this may be a good segue in. Is it's getting sober is is like lifting the hood of the car so you have access to the engine. You know, it's like it's I tell you know because you hear that all the time. People say, well, is it? You know, people. Some people say, well, no, it's not about. It's, if you're talking about alcoholism or drug addiction, they go like, it's not. It's not about the drugs. You know. And then, of course, is it about the drugs? Yep. You know, or you, I work with eating disorders. Is it about food? No, no, it's not ultimately about the food at all. It's like, is it about food? Uh-huh. 
It certainly is. Both of those things exist. And it's, but, and so the, the way I finally put it together for myself to be able to, to hand it over to some, some folks I'm working with is no, if we're, if we're working on the, the engine of a car, we, we, we got to get the prop, the hood propped up first. And if we're in there working on it and the hood comes slamming down on our heads, we don't just keep working. The, the priority, once again, prop that hood up to be sure that we have access. And that's what that does. It is absolutely essential but it's not, it's, it's far from the last frontier. It's not the end of the conversation. No, it's the beginning. It's, it really is the beginning. And, 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 and we were, we were going to talk about a support system today. It's, you know, and one of the main things that we've all had to come to, to grips with every one of us who are in any kind of decent recovery and that people who are, who are still coming into this now have to deal with is that, and it kind of goes against a lot of the things we've been we've been taught we're supposed to be able to do, but not one of us can do this alone. That's right. Before we go jump into that, I'm sitting here smiling when Patrick was was talking about, you know, putting this into context. Right. Because yeah. you, you couldn't have articulated that like you did two years ago, Patrick. And it just uh -huh. shows how much you're learning. Mm hmm. You know, right before our audience's eyes, they see you evolving mm -hmm. in more and more the direction of emotional sobriety. So we didn't tell you this, but you are our test subject. <laughs> I'm the it's, test chimp. You are the test. It's like B.F. Skinner. When he had a baby, he decided he'd do all these experiments on his kid. I mean, it was really funny, right? Funny, but it also got a lot of protests in psychology. Yeah, what are you doing? That kid can't give you no, but it, I, all joking aside, <laughs> you know, your growth and evolution is obvious. Thanks so much, Alan. Yeah. Um, you know, the way that I come to support systems um, is, uh, you know, this show is a, it's a job I do and it's a thing I collaborate with you guys in creating. And, um, you know, our audience is a part of it. And, um, you know, I'm very serious about uh, this work. But at the same time, um, this is a support system of sorts that keeps me uh, not only accountable to the work, but connected to these issues uh, of recovery and mental health and keeps me questioning and um, keeps me around like a kind of a source of energy that reminds me what I'm doing because, I mean, I think that like a refrain, I'm, I'm even if I'm not hearing it articulated directly, but I'm seeing it whenever I connect to people like you or like the constellation of people that come to come to the meetings or listen to the podcast is it's uh, you can't think your way to right action. You have to act your way to right thinking. You know, it's, mm -hmm. you start with the behavior and then, you know, the behavior works backwards mm -hmm. into your mind. And then that's how change is possible because I feel like my, my mind is a nest of just tangled wires and I've got a lot of bad feeling and, depression and anxiety and just like you know if i'm if i'm start from my mind i'm really not in a good place but if i can get a practice together that's what herb kagan's always talking about you know uh, th those who have a practice work the practice you know and uh and yeah and and so that this this support system is a way of kind of keeping me in touch with all that and uh it gives me an opportunity to build it and work it so that's kind of where i think 
Think about wow. it. Wow. Spoke, spoken like spoke, uh, make, making your point for you there, Alan, because he's spoken, spoken like a true veteran of recovery. Uh, right. of what you're saying, following every little, little thing you're saying, going good way, good way to put that. And it's like, and you know, it, so, so, you know, when I was thinking about doing the, 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 the support system thing, I was thinking about like just the idea that it's too, it's one of those things that too often we just can, we can easily, those of us who've been doing this for a long time can easily just kind of toss out there and say, Oh, you know, by the way, don't forget, you know, to maintain that support system. And you go like, well, wait a minute. You know, and then this is one of the good things about working with people, you know, individually, you know, on the front lines too, you get, you get to be reminded on a daily basis that that stuff doesn't have the same meaning it does to somebody who has a history with this. So, but I, but I, I'm taken by the idea of, of maybe launching this conversation off in a way by, by using our, our three man support system. There's many, we, you have multiple support systems. It's not just one thing. It's not just, okay, this 12 step program or this, my family, whatever, but the three of us have referred to, to what we do here with the podcast as a support system many times. And, you know, and it's like, I think it's been, it's been understood and a shared perception from us that we, that we, we do really all experience this as, as a part of our, our recovery, our support, uh, something, something we're doing as part of our work, but it's, it's like, it's more than that. And I didn't know Patrick at all when we, when we started. So I didn't know anything about him other than you recommended him for this, for this work. And, and so, uh, I, I, you know, and I did by reference, you know, hearing references, I understood that he was, he was one of us. He was in recovery. Uh, I didn't know, I didn't know that you guys had a history together with this stuff. I didn't know, um, you know, I, you know, I didn't know if, if you, how long you'd been in recovery or not, Patrick, it's like, uh, I just, you know, just came into that and, um, and Alan, you're, you're, and what I've learned is your perception is, is very different from mine. You, you have this, you have this, you have this whole history with, with Patrick. So you've, you, when you, when you, as a, if we look, if we use you as the point of reference, Patrick, so you have, you have two of us um, who as individual recovering, you know, people and professional helpers, we, you know, we have a lot in common, but we had two, two, two entirely different approaches to you. I mean, for, for me, I, it's like I, I, I initially approached you just as if you were anybody else in my recovery network and, and do this stuff. And I want to say to you is because you have been so open and vulnerable about your questions and, and sharing things about yourself as you go along, sometimes on the air and sometimes just with us, it's like th that that has proven to be my validation that I was, that I was, I was correct to just approach you as, as a recovering person, just like I do with Alan, because I like, one of the things I like to say within recovery support systems is I, I heard it, I heard it, you know, you hear it in the, in the old, the old guys in AA that say this stuff, you know, that we, we roll our eyes at sometimes, but they're really wise. And it's like, you know, the, the, the people talking about how long people have, have so in, in the program, you know, I like the guy that says, you know, whoever got up first this morning has the most sobriety today, you know, and that's, and that's it. It's, and I've told people before, it's like you and I, you may, you may have been, you may have only been sober for two weeks, but you and I, if we're both working our program, we're both equally in recovery. We're both equally sober. It's not, it, this is, it is not, a, it is not about, it really isn't about seniority. There's nothing disingenuous about that. I don't think coming from anybody who's saying that that's just where you are doing it.
you know, you're doing that stuff. You know, I was there a minute, you know, it feels like a minute ago and a minute from now. And, and, and it's not, and I'm a big believer in not in, in terms of when we're talking with people in terms of support, false humility gets on my nerves big time. You know, people, people, you, and you kind of get to feel it. So I want to be, I always want to be sure that, you know, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm talking about the idea that no, 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 I could be, you know, I could be back in my shit in no time flat, that kind of stuff. That's, that's not just that's not just saying something to oh when I say when I sound humble when I say that it's like no this is the recovery I mean yeah it it, it believe me to not have had a drink for this many years is makes this easier a lot easier it's like <laughs> uh, there's a lot of things about that there's a I I you know and I've I've never I haven't been ever been diagnosed with an eating disorder it's uh, I live in this 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 um, culture of ours. So I, I do believe I have experienced disordered eating because I think, I think we live in an eating disordered culture. I look at the people I work with who, who recover from eating disorders. I go like, I prefer, I, I tell them, I prefer my addiction over yours, you know, because, because, you know, the, 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 I love the fact that mine is, mine is so cut and dried. It's like, there's just shit I just don't do, you know? And I, and it's just, you know, if I, if I find a, if I have a, you know, if I find a, a antihistamine that, gives that helps me clear my head but it also gives me a little buzz and i enjoy it i can't have it that's what support system is a lot of times it's it's, it's a place where we rat ourselves out these are the these are the people that you trust to tell on yourself about you not 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 just because you're getting ready to tip over into the behavior you know you need to be there for sure but it's just just kind of helping people manage your thinking Right. Don't give, don't, don't create a pool of darkness where like the, the thing can hide and like oh, yeah. to override you and, and control you. And I mean, that's what part of the vulnerable, you know, what you call the vulnerability or kind of like the honesty and just kind of wearing it on your sleeve in the I, most effective way. Possible. Well, you just said about the darkness is such a beautiful image for me. It's like, so each of us has a flashlight. And so, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm realizing some pretty toxic thinking going on in my head. It's like, you know, maybe, that may not be, I'm not buying into it even, but I don't wait. I don't, that's, that's the thing about using support system. I would always want to make a point. Don't, don't think support systems are there for emergencies. Support systems are there for the day to day. And so if I have some, if I have some, some, you know, the old stinking thinking going on in there, you know, what, and I'm talking to one of you, or I need to make an effort to talk to one of you. It's like I'm, the image I had with what you said is I shine my flashlight over there in that dark corner and go, Hey, Alan, Patrick, look, look, look what, look what I found this morning. Look at this guy telling me this shit. Yeah. You know, and it's like the support may be no more than just going like, oh, yeah, I got three of those, you know, uh, uh, and I and two of them were talking to me last week. I go, good. I'm not you know, what's the most important thing about support system? We're not alone. Right. Well, I want to I want to kind of talk, turn the light and, sh and shed light on another aspect of mm -hmm. this, um, which has to do with support systems. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's very interesting because what's what's likely to happen and I think, Tom, if you look back, you can see you probably went through this. And Patrick, you you may have gone through some of this and you will go through this is one of the things that takes place. And this is an opportunity to practice these principles of emotional sobriety, because what we talk about is identifying patterns and habits. So first of all, that's very important to think about. It doesn't just happen to you. It's a relationship that you develop, right, with your support system. Well, what will eventually happen is you will start to recapitulate 
some of the same themes that occurred in your family of origin. Mm -hmm. Those issues now will begin to surface and you'll start having reactions like, well, God, do they really care about me? (laughs) I mean, am I really important here? Um, does anybody really care about how I feel about something? It might be in scene or not be in scene. I mean, all of those wounds, all of those issues that you had in your family of origin will surface in your support system. Now, hopefully, as they are surfacing, because now in emotional sobriety, we're cultivating our awareness awareness of what's going on for us. So when I start to feel disturbed, instead of just blaming the group and saying, look at this, you know, shitty group I'm in and how they function, you're going to go, how is what's going on now? Or how does this remind me of what went on in my family? What what is is familiar? It's a great question. The big question, what is familiar about this? Yeah. So I just want to point out that is wonderful as support systems are do not think that you're in a sanctuary (laughs) where things aren't going to surface because you aren't you know even in a sanctuary things are going to surface right because that's how we're designed right we are designed to always look at what's next and what's next is finishing unfinished business And we're going to carry a lot of unfinished business with us into our support systems. So the relationship you have with your support system will definitely be filtered through the lens that you, that was ground in your experiences growing up. Absolutely. Well, and and, and one of the things you're saying that I really appreciate you saying that too, because people who are new at this, in this stuff, you know, and I remember, and you probably could go with this also, Alan, I remember when I, when I first went to, I mean, way, way, way back in the last century, you know, when we were, when we were going to those experience, we were doing those really deep experiential group things. We'd go off for a week with people and, and get into the, you know, and, and just tears and gut wrenching sobs oh, and snot, snot, yeah, yeah, just snot flying everywhere. It's like, it was, you know, and it was, I mean, it was just, we were just fucking surrounded with love and and all this stuff and it's like and so you you know and and it's powerful but but the idea is just like any other relationship you go into you go into this honeymoon period where you see you know you're you know first of all you're 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 just you know it's just beautiful but it's like absolutely just like any other relationship where you're going like oh this is all wonderful and of course you know one of the things people don't get about just relationship work a lot of times and if they you get into a new relationship you know, I, I, you know, I always call this part of God's lousy sense of humor, but the second phase, you know, the second phase after the honeymoon is, is usually referred to as storming, you know, it's like, it's, you know, it's like, why do we go directly there? But, you know, that's the, that's the phase where you're, you know, where the person who is saying, who just said, um, oh, I love him. He's, he's the most laid back person in the world. And then you talk to him a few months later and they say like, if he, if that motherfucker is late one more time, you know, I'm going, you know, it's like, oh, we're talking about the same characteristic, <laughs> but it's different. So, so and what's changing, what's changing is our stuff is coming up. Not, not that that person hasn't, uh, hasn't transformed, uh, but we're, but in, and it's like, it's so cool and a uh, long way around the block to do this. But what I was, what I set out to say was thank you for bringing that part up because, because that's where, 
you know, the, the support system and the individual relationships in the support system really are the laboratory. I thought I would ask because um, my conception of emotional sobriety, you're not relying on, you know, uh, what others uh, think about you to um, form your foundation of, of well-being and uh, stability, mm -hmm. you know, in this recovery context. So how do you like, I guess... I'm trying to articulate, like, how do you stay Hold connected? Before you, before you go there, see, think of that as the, that's aspirational, what you just said. Yeah. It, it's probably unrealistic, but it's aspirational. Mm -hmm. and, and meaning that it's, it's what we aspire to, right? We want to try to get to the point where we're not defined by what other people are doing, right? That we keep our own sense of ourself, right? That we have a clarity about who we are. So mm -hmm. what other people are doing don't define us. We, we, mm -hmm. we kind of let go of what's called a reflected sense of self, meaning that my self is reflected in the other person's behavior. No, my who I am is, is when I differentiate myself from them is independent from what they're doing. You know, I am I and you are you. It's that kind of a thing. But but go on now. So but just oh yeah yeah no no a differentiated. I'm glad you brought that term back up because I guess that's what I'm getting at. It's like uh, because you're I, I believe strongly in having a support system that you're accountable to and people that you uh, are of service to and uh, you know are emotionally kind of tra you're transparent and and you know forthright about well, like yeah, how you're but feeling. Let's go on with that. See so so look so look so what's going to happen right in our support system is there's going to be a certain amount of undifferentiated behavior, right? You've seen it. You've experienced some of that, like with the COVID stuff that was going on in terms yeah. of people bringing in issues about that. I mean, if you read some of the AA grapevines, they talk about, you know, bringing outside issues into the meetings. You know, how do you handle this? What goes on with this stuff? Because our traditions right? The traditions are these guidelines to try to help us not get lost in our personalities. And the way I would say it, to help us not let being undifferentiated decide how the group's going to function and keep the group functioning at a higher level, right? That's what I see the traditions is doing. They keep calling us to the best in us, right? That's what they mm -hmm. keep doing, right? Mm -hmm. AA right. unity first let's say that's an example of it right it's it's that kind of thing look we're all on the same page we're all there because we're suffering and we want to find a solution that's the thing those are the things that if you're having trouble with another person and you're struggling with your differences try to find where you're on the same page it's a good way to go forward so all of these interventions from the 12 traditions are to try to help the group function in the best way possible but it doesn't mean that the group's going to function in the best way possible. No. You know, there's still going to be stuff that goes no. on. There's going to be right. clips and people talking and people, you know, telling people, I don't think you want to get well. See, one of the things that drives me crazy <laughs> is when people start crossing lines like, well, I don't think you should take that antidepressant medication. <laughs> when did you get your medical degree in, in your fellowship and your residency in psychiatry? I mean, wait a minute. Or giving it marital advice. A is not marital therapy. It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. there's all these things that happen in the group. And how do people give advice based on 
who they are, what yeah. they think is true. I'm not saying they're bad for doing that. But if we go back to the humility, wow, do I really, is this something that I really should be given an opinion about? Is this mm-hmm. something I really know about and that I'm I'm speaking from a sense of that this can be a helpful thing for a person? Well, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think so at times. Okay, this you brought up. This is this is I love this conversation because you you brought up a couple of big things about this. First of all, it's about expectations. So as so uh, to, well, for, before I go before I forget this piece, I'm going to say what you just said about about being being part of the group. That's one of those important things to know that when you're moving in, when you're moving into a support group, whether that be a formal support group, like, like AA meeting, or whether it be a a group, like we're an informal support system, it's like, it's, you know, it's very, always important, like any other relationship to check your expectations, because, because first of all, most people coming into a support group, you know, we're beat up. We, you know, our, our self-esteem is at, at low. And what are we in danger of? We're in, we're in danger of, of, of putting people on pedestals. We're in danger of, of thinking the person, you know, uh, has, has, the, has the answers smarter than we are, that, that kind of stuff too. So, so we can judge them partially. I, I, I certainly could always do that because that was a great defense for me. But I could also make the mistake of, of giving them my power by saying, you know, the, the, this person or this group has the, all the answers. And so what you're talking about is just being realistic about the fact that no you're getting ready to run into uh, some real and we uh, we do use that uh, that term a lot opportunities to grow in relationship because these are going to be about relationships in which we're really when you talk about the aspirations what other people think uh, uh, think of me does not define me that doesn't mean i don't care what other people think of me it's like and it doesn't even mean that it doesn't matter i mean because when i have one of my little nutshells says so which i think is a very important one says i respect your opinion i trust my judgment you know right. that's that's bringing the defense down that's saying that's saying i because if i don't if i don't you know if i'm if i'm so yeah. defensive i won't even hear what you have to say because 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 i know that you're you're seeing something different than i do but but i may hear what you have to say and think well you know i think there's some truth to that but not entirely or i may think no i don't agree with that so i'm going to go on and do it do it the way that i want to do it but the big the bigger piece the one of the most important pieces is just to to understand this is about compassion understand that that the other people in our support world and our support system um and the truth is as we move through this stuff we do find ourselves in relationships with with what you know on a, on a continuum a, hel- a healthier bunch of people because we have a bunch of people who are seekers we're all working on this together trying to get better but it's and I'll just I'll just go to an example with my first sponsor when I came from a, from an early meeting one time in, in, in my recovery and and said I, I said those guys are full of shit and I said that's, that's crazy and and he just started laughing like he often did when I was talking it's like it's it's and 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 he, he just said it's a room full of alcoholics Tom. <laughs> He said, of course, they're full of shit. <laughs> yeah, let's check those expectations. Yeah, and it's like it was and it ultimately wasn't that there wasn't some real serious wisdom in there because there was, you know, well, as a matter of fact, one of the challenges he gave me in that, I think, in that very same conversation was, was do, do you want to judge that person who said that uh, or do you want to or do you want to actually listen to what he has to say? Because it was somebody that that I was saying, well, he's this and this, and this, but but he had actually said something in that. You probably have had that experience where where the person you're judging the harshest says something and you and you need it, 
And it's like, you go like, oh, fuck. Now I've, I've got to put my judgment down in order to receive this wisdom that I need. And it's like, it was just so powerful. But to realize, you know, we're, we're, we're all a mess. Yeah. How's that for a summary statement? I like that. That works. <laughs> that works. I can identify with that. That's right. Yeah. It's, and it's a work in progress and every, you know, and it's, 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 it's a laboratory, I said laboratory before, but it's a place where we get to practice the stuff we're talking, especially, and see, I see, this is one of the things I love about emotion, our work with emotional sobriety, because we understand we, you know, when we're in a program of addiction recovery, I mean, we understand we practice those, you know, some of those principles are, you know, we can dis differ with how people put things across there, but, but, but the behavioral stuff is straight ahead. It's like, it has to do with not, not, not doing some things and doing other things you know, working even behavioral stuff in the program of work, you know, have you gone through the steps? Have you worked the step with your sponsor? Have you done those, those kinds of things? What we're talking about with emotional sobriety is, is, is richer, deeper, more. There's this, it's messier, I guess, is I'll go back to my, my, my word. It's like, um, but we're, we're using, we're practicing it with each other, hopefully. Patrick, I want to come back to what you were saying. I interrupted your, th your thought in the middle when you were talking about this idea. No, I, I didn't think you interrupted me. Um, what I was, I guess, trying to get at is um, uh, how does one be connected to a group and uh, their support system without, um, you know, losing touch with themselves and without kind of falling into kind of a, a codependent uh, type of pattern? I think I'm always trying to do that. I'm always trying to listen to myself and I'm always trying to keep the project of rewiring, trying to keep that on track. But at the same time, like I, you know, I can't be thinking about myself all day, you know, like I, and, and in fact, um, that's part of, that's part of the key, right. To healing is to realize that uh, there's something bigger than you. And, uh, and, you know, so I, I just figure it's, there's a lot of contradictory, <laughs> um, you know, um, it's like a con it's a contradictory model. It's a model that's full of contradictions, right. The path to, uh, recovery uh, support systems probably factor largely into that and i would say if we're playing playing with words a little bit i would say seem seemingly contradictory things but a lot of times what we find is that they're not contradictory they actually may be complementary if we make room for everything we one of the things i think that we do with emotion i mean just in growing up and emotional sobriety is 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 we is we really do work to to, to put down that all or none um model of thinking that most of us have grown up with, you know, is it this or is it that this, this back, this either orness of, of life. In what way do I feel angry about this? In what way do I feel guilty about this? If life was an essay test, what question are you working on right now? You know, it's like, you know, because these are, most of them are essays. We need to be, these are subjective things. These, this is why I like the idea of, of calling this the next frontier as Bill Wilson did, because it's about exploration, you know, and it's not necessarily getting, you know, answers that they're not answers that we can check in the back of the book. They're answers that we, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to try to see if they, how they feel for us. We're going to try them on. And I think this is why my favorite recovery guys, you know, they're very 12 step, the, the 12 steps have taught them a lot and get them to a point where they can be more open and flexible. And, you know, I mean, I think that like, the 12 steps are kind of like, even though it's something you return to and practice throughout your 
life. Um, it's mm-hmm. really just kind of like the opening salvo to like whatever the next step is. That's kind of the work we're that you guys are we're doing. Al- we're always we're always building on it. Yeah, we're not stopping. You know, it's like I, we've all known people. You know, uh, now I'm gonna I'm gonna actually sound like I am one of those people. I just realized I've got a guy in my head that's just going, okay, well you're getting ready to 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 make a criticism of of a, of a generally a group of people, and you're gonna sh- you're gonna demonstrate it by being exactly like them. But I'm gonna do it anyway. And that is <laughs> people. So, so you guys can you guys are in charge of bringing bringing me to, to back to some sanity it's like um the you know the old to me it's the traditional old aa guy that 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 has all the answers you know one there was a guy there was a guy here in nashville that for years it's like and, and you say this everybody would know who i was talking about and much loved man a lot of wonderful recovery helped so many people but he would frequently begin when he was sharing in a meeting he would say well i can't play god but <laughs> yeah, and every you go like, all right, here we go. <laughs> God is getting ready to speak. Yeah, whatever you say, I can't do this. And then you go ahead. The next thing out of the uh, guy, but me too. <laughs> hey, I, I I don't want to be like this. And then all of a sudden, you're like that. I mean, it's yeah. yeah. Well, it's we talk that way. It's like I, now, listen. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to offend you. But you know. Mm. <laughs> it's anyway what i was saying is, is those guys that basically i tell you the, the thing that that used to the guy i never thought about this until just now but it's like the thing that got me i think initially with with some people in when i was early, fairly early in the program but it had been around a while people who had been in the program for a really long time and still insisted on referring to themselves as sick yeah you know, you can't trust me because I'm a sick alcoholic and I'm going, and I remember thinking as a young man at the time going, what do you, you just told me you've been in here 30 years. What have you been doing, you know, for those 30 years? And it's like, and, and, and it may be some ways that they were telling the absolute truth about themselves. And, but I think in some ways they were, it was, you know, we were talking about self-esteem a lot on, on the uh, Thursday night meeting. It's like, in some ways, I think that's a self-esteem issue. I don't think that, I don't think they had a very accurate view of even their own progress. Right. You know, so that's one of the things support system is it's a mirror. If you pay attention, we will reflect back things that may be a problem, but we also reflect back. And this is very often for a lot of people in this program, pursuing emotional sobriety. We're also going to reflect back what is what you're doing right, what you're doing that's good, what you're doing is solid. Beware of false humility, beware of overconfidence. But if you, as you become competent about anything, there is not only a right, but a responsibility to feel confident, you know, and that's, that's, that's part of recovery too. I'm going to get that in relationship with people to, to do that, to be isolated in my own thinking and not interacting with other people, not putting this stuff out there, not practicing it. I'm so, not going to have any information. So one thing before I got to go, you guys can keep talking. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to go get my shots. I'm going to get my six senior flu shot. over Plus my booster for my COVID. So it's my second booster and, mm-hmm. um, and I'm a bit nervous about it. So, um, but what I was going to say is be aware because one of the things about emotional sobriety is the practice of using our awareness to identify our emotional dependence. See how that shows up when you're going to meetings, look at, pay attention to how that yes. may show up for you in your relationship to members of the group to the group itself, that that be my last thing. Always be aware that wherever we go, 
We're like Charlie Brown. We take ourselves with us. <laughs> that's what Lucy said. Lucy had her psychiatric right. booth up one day. Charlie comes up and he's so <laughs> frustrated with everybody playing tricks on Charlie Brown and says, Lucy, I've had it. I'm done. I don't want to be here anymore. I want to move. I got a ticket. I'm going to a different place. And Lucy looks at him and says, well, there's only one problem. He goes, what's that, Lucy? You're still going to be Charlie Brown. Wherever right. you go. I'll see All you. All right. Later. I will check on you later as it's your support system. Okay. The last thing we can do is we can tell our audience to uh, check in with us at the uh, Secular AA conference next weekend. We're going to be doing a live version of emotional sobriety. Oh, yeah. And 1030 a.m. Pacific time uh, to noon Pacific. So it's a 90 minute window. I'll be sure and put that information in the show notes along with, uh, you know, the URL and, you know, any... um, relevant info and it's going to be just a great time because we all like joe and uh this is going to be oh. kind of an expanded version of what we do uh every week on the podcast 10 30 to noon pacific or pacific yep yep 10 30 to noon okay. pacific hey i'm really uh grateful to have you as part of my support system man right back at you you've been so helpful to me in lots of ways and and i and uh i love having you as a friend right on man well uh until next week tinge your life tinge your myth Cultivate your narrative with whomever you're with Then with glass in hand and children on one knee Bring some stories, bring your stories back to me It ain't a crime to be a human Never be ashamed to be yourself Rest assured that whatever you're doing Entertain me like nobody else So here's to us My old friends Until it's time to drink the wine And break the bread again With glass in hand and children on one knee Bring some stories Bring your stories Back to me